Welcome to the Starfire Codes podcast, where we discuss metaphysics, survival, the media, and the truth. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Demi Pitchell. Today, we're here with Dawn Lester. Dawn Lester is the co-author of What Really Makes You Ill. She also writes articles for her substack, Dawn's Writings. Dawn Lester, part one. Welcome to the show. It's great to have you on. Yeah, hi, Demi. It's, yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Looking forward to this conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you so much. Uh, so tell us a bit about your book. Tell us about the process of, of writing it and uh, and the journey that that's taken you on. Ah, uh, wow. Yes, it was a journey. Um, some, well, oh, it's very difficult to know when it actually sort of started but during um sort of research for looking into the nature of reality of all sorts of things uh, um came across the work of um bruce lipton the biology of belief um which was fascinating to see that he was saying that you know genes aren't in control so you know of, of biology and our health so it kind of well that's interesting um and also looking at other aspects of you know how reality is supposed to work about you know how our thoughts are uh, important um, aspects of how we create our experiences so in terms of health you think well how, how does that work if there are these germs and things out there um so that took in took a dive into well you know <laughs> hence the title of the book what really makes you ill um there was a, a small book that was put out in um, we self-published in 2010 uh, called why germs don't make you ill and drugs can't cure you uh, i mean it was a very short kind of overview of of you know literally that topic um although you know at the time we knew we wanted to go deeper into these topics so um the thing is that the, <laughs> once you start looking deeper you find there's a lot there's a lot to uncover, a lot of contradictions, um, but not not just within the health industry. It wasn't just about the medical system. Um, there are so many different connections to the rest of the system, um, and so that required a much wider um, investigation and research into all kinds of other areas because because everything is connected, of course. Um, once you start digging deep, you then find how everything is connected and really why we don't have the information we need about health and why it's all about treating disease, which is completely the wrong model. And so, um, yeah, it, it took quite a journey of, you know, pretty much 10 years to put all the information together um, because it is, as I said, it's not just about health although that was the kind of core um the core topic um but because so many other things are related to that you know the the different industries that are involved and how so much attention is distracted from things that are harmful and where our attention is drawn towards things that aren't harmful that we are told are harmful uh, you know these invisible entities um, that we all have to be scared of. So it was really to put all the pieces together and uh, it, it became a huge jigsaw. Uh, I, don't, I don't think all the pieces are necessarily there, um, but you have to 
work at finding as many pieces of the jigsaw as possible so that you can get a kind of um, an overview that you can then explain to other people. And so it's it's sort of a, a story in a way of, um, you know, a step-by-step -step process of unfolding all these different stages and then towards the end, which is, you know, um, ideas about what people can do to take back responsibility for their own health because that's the point of taking back responsibility for ourselves and I think that is a core a very very core element of everything that's going on at the moment it is all about um, empowering ourselves and not allow allowing ourselves to be disempowered by so-called external entities whatever they are whatever form they take and they can be you know huge organizations and institutions um and if you want to go more esoteric on that of course they're manifestations of our um inner um uh, demons if you like you know that we think we have to battle and so we learn a different way of um dealing with uh all these various different problems and of course the the key point in terms of health is that we are not fighting disease we are creating health so again it's taking back that responsibility seeing things in a very different way because I, I think so many more people are, are learning that everything we're being told is inverted so yeah there's this dichotomy of the information where you know you you have people you know telling you one thing that that kind of drives you in in one direction to um to to do these things which really is just a suppression of symptoms not really you know um having your body heal itself and and having your body um deal with those symptoms in a way that's going to um release what's actually causing the illness from from your body whether that's you know um toxins or trauma um, or deficiency. Tell us more about that. Tell us more about the ways that you recommend that people can take back their health and and um, and really um, become more in control of that, as opposed to listening to the information that's uh, you know that's coming toward them from all of these big companies and and from uh, from pharma, from the media, and all of this. How how do you um, how do you teach people to best discern? as they're being bombarded with all of this information and they can't make heads or tails of it because they don't understand one way or another um, what's coming at them and, and how to perceive that. How do, you, um, how do you go about teaching people the way to view that? Mm, that's, that's a big, big, big question. Um, and uh, some people are more open-minded than others. Um, many people are just so afraid of taking that responsibility and they defer their um, authority to um, you know people who have been trained you know that's the whole point you know they they have spent years at, at medical school they have the qualifications and therefore they you know they must know what they're talking about whereas I have no uh, medical training and um, you know I'm not allowed <laughs> to give advice so I don't give advice i share information and uh, with the view to encouraging people to look at it for themselves and then um, make informed decisions so you know help them share the information that gives them somewhere else to go and have a look so so many people are on various different 
uh, stages of their journeys and more people are uh, some people are more aware of the problems than others um the where to start really is um how to talk to people i i'm learning and i sort of have been learning that some of the ways is to actually um ask questions rather than just give information because if you know you just go up to say and to somebody and just say oh you know did you know that so and so and it, it's almost um seen as as an you know sort of attacking what they think they know um because it's telling almost telling them you know oh you're wrong if you do this um so yes it's it's been a process of of learning and certainly the last few years has been um uh, an, an interesting journey with seeing how different people respond to how they're told. Um, so again, it's it's really sort of starting the conversation with people if if it's a face to face conversation and seeing where they are and asking them just different questions to see how they're open, whether they're open minded. But in in terms of talking to kind of audiences, because you know we give talks. Um, is to present the information that we found that, you know, there's no evidence for these um, uh, invisible entities to be the causes of disease. So it's, it's trying to put the information across in a, a sort of a calm and reasoned way and say, you know, this is where the evidence lies and to present, to present it sort of in a way that hopefully people will start to look for themselves um very i mean many people already know there are some problems um and various people are in different stages of being open-minded to taking responsibility as well and there are different stages so some people are happy to come away from the medical system but they want to transfer it to should we say sort of you know natural medicine you know sort of they, they still want to take something to stop the symptoms whereas um in terms of understanding what health is the symptoms are actually part of the body's healing processes you know they're the healing mechanisms so the one thing you don't want to do is stop sim symptoms or suppress them or you know if you have a fever or we've got to bring the temperature down um no that's that's a healing mechanism and it's your body expelling toxins i mean that's very simple example and um, but that's the kind of thing and some I, I think generally people more and more people are open to these ideas um you know there's still many times that they say yes but what about because they they're looking for the alternative when you tell them that there's um there's not this invisible entity uh that they want the alternative one single thing oh well if it's not that one thing what what one thing is it when um it's actually more complex than that because it's almost always a whole combination of different things different factors that they've been exposed to and like you said you know it's um you know toxins that they could be exposed to uh emotion trauma um beliefs or, or all those kinds of ideas and i i think um i'm I'm certainly of the opinion that um, emotions, trauma, and those kinds of things are are a, a quite a significant factor for many people, and that's of course one of the problems that we've had over the last few years. 
uh, is that the the media's just been pumping out this fear. You know, the reporting has just been about fear, so it's making people fearful. I mean, right from you know it, the early 2020, it was it was just constant every single day. Um, all these different horror stories, and it made people fearful. And um, because of the known nocebo, well, placebo nocebo effect, uh, it's actually possible to manifest symptoms just out of fear. So, you know, it's um, there are many factors. It's just very difficult when people say, well, if it's not this one thing, what is it? You know, why did we all get it? It's like, I can't answer that question. I'm really sorry. I'd have to give you a huge questionnaire or I'll sit down and, and, and ask questions that they probably can't even answer for themselves anyway. You know, because many of these factors that adversely affect us are invisible. You know, um, EMF those sorts of things you know kind of chemicals in the air we don't we don't know you know and all sorts of things can be released into the environment locally uh, and in, in deliberately in certain locations and then you get a cluster of people being ill but unless you are aware of what actually is happening just you know <laughs> You're and they might to... not know that everyone else is ill there. So, you know, they, they might not know that there's a problem. They might think that, you know, they've been exposed to some sort of pathogen because that's what they've been taught. But even, you know, when people go on a trip, when they when they go on a flight and they don't take the downtime to ground and, and, and get the um and get the the body level from from the exposure to radiation that they've had and you know like if they're going on a trip usually they're partying they're drinking they're eating all kinds of junk food by the time they get back they've been exposed to x y and z and then they want to say it was some sort of pathogen from the flight and sure that's you know that's an easy explanation because that's what we've been taught but you know that's not necessarily where the evidence points and that's not necessarily the truth and and when you look at it that way and and you take more responsibility for the time the downtime that you have to have in between flights in order to recover and for the you know the for the food that you ingest and and for you know um whatever you're drinking the air that you're breathing where you're going um you know, the, the toxicity of the environment in, in the area where you're traveling. You know, when you take all of these things into consideration and you actually, you know, plan around this stuff, you know, I I have not been sick from from that kind of activity since I've known this. But before I could set a watch by it because I wasn't paying attention to it, I didn't know. So every time I would fly, I would get sick. And I would think that that's what it was, but that's not what it was. You know, and now I don't get sick. So, I mean, like, that just goes to show you it's not that I'm not, you know, that I'm not being exposed to, you know, the same people and, and things and and whatever that I was before. I just know that I need to take responsibility for, you know, for grounding myself and for not um, for not ingesting, you know, a bunch of things that I'm going to regret later. <laughs> you know, or exposing myself to something. And if people were to think this way... You know, um, we would have a lot less of, of those sorts of symptoms, of those sorts of, you know, detox symptoms that people would consider the flu. So <laughs> that that's also a good point about um, people going on holiday um, because we have these busy lives, you know, and so the body just keeps going because, you know, it's it's actually very intelligent. It's it's gets um 
very bad uh, sort of publicity. You know, the body's so stupid it can attack itself. I'm sorry, that's a sidetrack. The, the point is the body <laughs> is intelligent and it will do everything it can to to keep you going. So if you are, um, you know, really busy and usually there's sort of deadlines and things to clear up before you go on holiday. And so people, you know, are sort of busy rushing around, finishing whatever it is. And then when they go on, their hol on holiday or just, you know, sitting on a plane, it's not necessarily whether they're sitting on a plane, but the the mindset is, oh, that's good. I can relax. I'm on holiday. The body says, right, okay, now I can go into clean-up mode. And that's part of the reason or a part of the process that some people may then have the symptoms. Because, you know, you hear people say, oh, you know, went on holiday and would you believe it right at the beginning i had well, you know and again it's the language i had it's not a uh, it's you know yes you relaxed and your body said right okay let's do some let's do some cleaning <laughs> House, absolutely you know. yeah when when i took um i was right out of my masters i had just you know cranked out my dissertation and i was so you know like um on the adrenaline and and all of the cortisol of that and then right after we went to Italy and I got sick immediately like the second we got there like um my throat was um was all scratchy and everything I, I could barely talk I had laryngitis really bad and you know this and part of that was you know having given my dissertation so of course it's coming here I don't know that at the time you know I am a I'm 25, 26 years old. You know, I, I had no idea that any of this was happening, but, you know, I knew that I was sick and I was like, oh, you know, like I finally get a chance to, you know, to go out and, and go do something and, and, you know, celebrate the achievement and everything. And, and here I am slammed with this cold. Well, you know, now I know to take a break in between, give my body a chance to reset before doing something like that. You know, and, and I wouldn't have known that at the time. So each time I was doing something like that, of course, you know, from the downtime, from like my body knowing like, okay, I can relax now. You know, of course I'm going to get sick, of course. But you don't even think of that, you know, unless unless you've been trained to think of that. And we don't. We blame it on pathogens. You know, we blame it on what we caught on the flight. You know, and. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, because that's what we've been indoctrinated with that's the story we've been told for you know more than a century you know uh, century and a half I mean within the sort of western medical system obviously there are um, different ways of thinking in sort of eastern systems you know things like Ayurveda and the um, Chinese medical system. I mean they don't have a concept of pathogens at all uh, as far as I'm aware I mean there are various different schools so I, I'm not going to talk for all of them um but it, it's the western model and and of course it's captured because it's it's become a business model so it's much easier to have these invisible pathogens um that that can be fought by the use of these toxins because that's the whole point you know let's kill the germs and so people shouldn't be surprised that they're taking poisons because the whole point is to kill germs and i i, I don't think um, enough people are kind of aware of that point you know they they because they're given medicine so it's medicine you know because it'll fix their problem um and of course when you're trying to fix the problem from the wrong that, that's based on a, a faulty model you're not going to fix the problem you have to address the root cause and of course 
you know, the medical system doesn't address the root cause. But that's why so many people were following the uh, instructions over the last three and a half years because they had that model in their mind because they were absolutely indoctrinated. You know, we just all brought up with this, oh, you know, don't sneeze on me. Um, you know, I mean, I, fortunately, I had um, I had really embedded that, um, you know, these pathogens don't exist many years ago. So um, it was not um, a problem for me with, the, you know, the idea that anything could be spread at the beginning of 2020. I mean, I'd, I'd been amongst various people where they say, oh, you know, keep away from me. I've, um, you know, I've got the lurgy or whatever it is, you know, oh, you don't want my germs. I said, don't worry, you've got nothing I can catch. I mean, and, and just, you know, and just just knowing when you absolutely know it. Um, and that's one of the interesting things that people who said that when they used to believe in this kind of, you know, contagion thing and, you know, they could get and this is it again. It's all embedded into the language, you know, that you get something, somebody pass, you know, it's you catch something. Um, so, you know, in the kind of um, office scenario where you know there's the uh, so-called uh, you know air quotes here uh, office cold and so things are passed around between different people and um you know that they would get the office cold or whatever and when when they learned that and and they actually realized that that isn't the case it just changed you know they didn't have those symptoms you know they didn't express those symptoms and again it's it's when the body's ready to express symptoms that it will express symptoms. It's really interesting how powerful the mind is. And even in drug development, they take this into account. Um, when they are preparing a drug for market, it has to um, capture, I think it's, um, it has to be past placebo. So they use placebo as the gold standard for even developing a drug that will work to suppress the symptoms that are going to make you better. But placebo has a 30% efficacy rate, I believe. So even, you know, just taking a sugar pill might suppress your symptoms anyway. You've got a 30% shot of that if you believe in the sugar pill, right? So the mind is so super powerful. And, and the fact that we've been just immersed in this fear state surrounding us everyone because they think that they're picking something up or they think that their friends and loved ones can make them sick and they have all this um interpersonal backlash among everyone you know trying to sort out what they're fearful of and what they want to do about it right and how they're going to interact with each other and how that's going to affect their social situations and all of this and it's and their jobs and and their livelihood, you know, on top of that, and you just like add layers and add layers and, and people, you know, in lockdown, having their mental health deteriorating from isolation, you know, all of this adding up to this immense fear state that's that's going to have a massive impact on the body on the adrenaline on the cortisol and and then, you know, any sort of downtime, which lockdown would be, of course, you know, you're going to, to have those sorts of symptoms as soon as you know, like, okay, well, I'm in one spot, what am I going to do about it, the body starts to decompress. And then, you know, oh, I'm sick, I got sick, you know, I must have caught it from someone, where did it come from? You know, so like it all feeds back into itself. It's it's a loop. It just, you know, circles back around. If you don't get your mind right, you're you're going to be susceptible to this. So, you know, how 
how would you suggest that people, you know, sort out that that information and and really, you know, look at it in a way where they can be discerning so that they can keep their minds right and not end up, you know, in this like loop around kind of predicament with this fear? Mm. Uh, the fear side of it is is really really important, um, and of course it was done intentionally. Um, the the starting point is to really show that the mainstream medical model is uh, flawed, which is putting it mildly. But it's you know if you say well it doesn't quite work like that. The body doesn't work like that. Um, the body is actually far more intelligent. It's not some stupid bag of chemicals that uh, can be fixed by adding a few chemicals. Um, so it's to find a way to explain that the the story we're given about these pathogens um, is not based on any evidence whatsoever. And that means, um, I mean, that's the first step in, in empowerment because that means people no longer have to be afraid of these pathogens i mean it does raise lots of other questions um but that's the starting point for people to say i you know realize that there are no pathogens that they catch that they transfer to other people and that process can you know takes different times depending on who you're talking to um but as i say it always raises these other questions of the well what about what about um and that's what really when I was you know looking at um all the different information I I was asking the same questions you know, well if that doesn't work that way then what about and so that obviously led to further research so to a certain extent you know was able to be prepared for these kinds of questions um the fact that as I said before you know we can't give a um a definitive answer uh, oh, well, it wasn't this pathogen, but it was this X, Y, Z, um, because, you know, there are lots of different factors. So the empowerment part is that, well, there are certain things that you can't do, but there is an awful lot that you can do. So some of the things that you can do is to have a look at the products that you use in um, in the home on yourself, you know, sort of personal care products, you know, household products. Look at the kinds of things that you are exposing yourself to. Um, and look at the ingredients and when you read them you'll find that you probably can't pronounce them and you know realize that they're just a whole host of chemicals and if you start looking them up probably not a good idea but if you look them up you'll probably find that a lot of them are fairly toxic and not really good to put on your skin especially because the skin absorbs as well as you know expels so it's to um, help people along the process of saying, well, there are things that you can do, you know, have a look at the food you eat, you know, um, and um, not not getting into sort of specifics of diet or whatever, but it's, it's um, moving away from the idea that these um, packaged products are, are, are food and realizing that they don't contain the nourishment that the body requires. Um, it's 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 also got to take a very kind of careful approach so that you don't end up scaring people. It's like oh, lots of toxins around you. So it's it's to take that. Um, well, there are things that you can do. Have a look at this. Have a look at what you wash yourself in, what you wash your clothes in, what you clean your house with. These are things that you can do. And if you do that and you you know kind of reduce, if not eliminate, kind of you know 
eating uh, the processed food so it's kind of manufactured because again if you look at the labels you'll think do i really want that in my body does is is that is that a new you know is that food is you probably find that a lot of it isn't so you know the, these are steps that people can take and i think it's it's um it's a sort of um ripple effect that when you help people come out of the fear state um if you know that there aren't these pathogens that they can catch that they can do something about their health then you know they they have an effect on each other because when people are out of fear they're more capable of you know thinking clearly and seeing things in a slightly different way so they'll take action and those actions they'll start to see an effect um understanding that if they have symptoms it doesn't mean that there's something bad it means their body's doing what it needs to do and not to be scared of these symptoms um you know that the there's there's always a reason let's say a reason there's always a purpose for these symptoms and instead of trying to stop them have a rest you know drink some water you know because we're not encouraged to take time out rest you know go in nature take your shoes and socks off and ground yourself you know and you know yeah go and hug a tree you know um because that's very grounding you know it's it's um spending time actually in the sun because the sun again is not our enemy it's actually our friend <laughs> uh, very beneficial you know it's just all the it's just the more you look at it the more you realize just about everything is inverted so it's to say you know these these things and i, I in in many cases and, and maybe most cases I, I think people get that sense of yeah I, I kind of thought that so it reinforces something that they probably were thinking but wondering why you know they were being told something different or they suppressed that again suppressing what uh, feels right for us because of this so-called information out there put out by so-called experts um, <laughs> again it's it's yeah it's it's realizing that these so-called experts aren't actually helping us you know and that that's really quite difficult as well because as we're you know brought up that you know in in the kind of schooling system that you do whatever it is to get your and and again this is you know not not being critical of anyone who whatever qualifications they've got this is not about being critical of qualifications but it's somehow recognizing that you know these qualifications are held up as being um the um the the accolades or that are to be respected and not questioned i think that's really the point you know you can't if somebody's got these qualifications you can't question them you know they are the authority and they have the idea that they can't be questioned um uh, it's to really also be aware of you know i mean life's a, a journey of discovery so there's always something new to learn and it's but it's very difficult when somebody spent years studying something and then discovering that maybe it's not necessarily correct it's really difficult and i i truly understand that um i understand that position um and, and i feel for people but uh, it's you know the system is flawed the system makes them feel that you know they're right uh i i think to be stuck on something just because you have a piece of paper um is not as open-minded as you know 
as, as people should be. So it's a good idea to just say, okay, well, you know, there's nothing wrong with, you know, saying, okay, well, that's that's what I knew then. Mm-hmm. Let's have a look at what's now, you know, because it gives you the opportunity to learn more. And that's exciting rather than being stuck and saying, nope, can't look, can't look. And the whole point of this a lot of the time is to question, you know, uh, especially if you're learning, if you're if you're trying to suss out, you know, um, what you know from what you don't know, and you're trying to to add to that body of knowledge, then then you would want to question. And, and the entire paradigm was to question. And now we're being taught, you know, um, don't do your own research. Don't, you know, well, that's just reading that, you know, that that's something that that anyone does, that anyone is capable of doing, picking up a book, picking up a study, trying to make sense of it. That's how we learn. That's how we grow. So um, to take that position and to, you know, hold that up to um, basically being an expert in that type of indoctrination, which someone has wrote memorized. And, and they're just pushing that onto someone without really understanding the way that that functions, because if they did, they would be finding all of these holes and they would be looking at it in this way, too, and, and picking this apart and questioning everything from that standpoint where, you know, we're, we're looking for the root cause of all of this. We're looking for, for what happened here and, and why, um, why certain things are perpetuating, but certain things don't make any sense. And, and trying to put those concepts together makes no sense. And then everyone, it, you know, like it's been a mantra the past few years, make it make sense. Which, I, you know, hearing those words coming out of, you know, just about everyone, like, you know, it's, it's just like, it, it's, a, um, it's a downline from the new normal, from, from that kind of talk, from that kind of rhetoric that, that's been spreading. Make it make sense. In, in what reality have we come to this point where, where we're having to ask people to make things make sense for us? You know, how, where did we, where did we lose our autonomy? Where did we lose our sovereignty on that? That we can't, you know, just look at information for ourselves and use our common sense and discern what makes sense and what doesn't and, and balk at what doesn't make sense. You know, why do, why do we have to have somebody do that? <laughs> that's that's exactly the point that it's for you know we've been taught that it's for someone else to make it make sense for us we aren't allowed to question everything uh, and and the idea of don't do your own research i mean that's that was just absurd or is still absurd as as you say it was just like that's called reading <laughs> um there is of course um you know i mean you know, you're the meme queen, aren't you, really? And one of the memes was um, uh, the the doctor saying, oh, you know, don't equate your, you know, 10 minutes Google search with my years of indoctrination. Uh, sorry, sorry, training, you know, yeah, training. Um, I, I mean, the answer to that is, you know, well, basically it's it's not about, I mean, anyone who does just a 10-minute Google search is, is not really researching. Um, but many people who are accused of, um, you know, just doing this kind of, you know, simple research, have spent hundreds, if not thousands of hours, years, really digging into um, not just uh, study papers, you know, sort of proper, uh, say, scientific papers, you know, going back to the origins of where all these ideas came from. Um, also looking at, you know, much older literature, the kinds of information that was being written 
you know, decades ago, um, centuries ago, thousands of years ago, and and finding in many cases that what we're finding out about how the body actually works has been around for a long time. I mean, there are some new technologies that, that are helping us to, you know, understand more. Um, but it's it's a, an extension of what has been known um, and it's to do with, you know, how the body naturally functions, you know, because the the the, the human body uh, is... It is a, it's an interconnected system. It's self-regulating, self-healing. This has been known. Uh, I mean, obviously, there are lots that we still don't know in terms of detail and probably an awful lot that we can't actually ever know um, because it's impossible to um, actually analyse something once you've taken it out of the body because then it's no longer in its natural environment and it's not going to behave in the same way. Because, again, going back to one of the things that Bruce Lipton um, made quite clear, I, I, I mean, not the only one, his, many other people have done as well, is that living organisms respond to their environment. So, you know, like bacteria respond to their environment. So depending on their environment, they will um, they will even change their form. You know, there's sort of pleomorphism, um, which, again, is a fascinating topic. Uh, has been known about again suppressed um, but more and more people are finding um, that the information has been there and looking more, more in, and finding more about it getting more detail so um, I mean there's there's lots still to find out uh, it's just that these um, these um, what should we say the would-be controls as I call them they don't want us to to think for ourselves they don't want us to question uh, because once we start doing that we see the holes as you said we see the contradictions we see where things don't make sense and that's why they want us to defer to their um you know their so-called experts so that we listen to what they say because you know they're the ones that are making sense of it for us uh, the the problem is once once you start thinking once you start listening carefully you'll say nope that doesn't make sense and there's nothing you can say that can make that make sense because it doesn't make sense. So, you know, it's like, well, you can't fool me now, you know. Um, I mean, I, I'm not just referring to me, but it's, you know, how, how we take these things that, you know, it's we're not prepared to be fooled anymore. Um, it doesn't mean to say that everything is, is a lie. And that's the other thing. That's the other default position because, well, you know, it's not true, therefore it's all a lie. Well, yes, we have to be discerning and careful that we don't jump into that. And also not to not to fight, um, because that again takes energy away from creating. So again, you know, if you're sort of still trying to fight disease or fight the system or whatever it is, you know, you're you're using up your energy in in against um something that isn't necessarily helpful well i mean it's not helpful to to engage in this fight so it's, it's understanding how to put the information out in a way that is not about getting people to you know jump up and down and you know fight the system and you know um but it's to say okay well there are things that you can do okay so what can you do just just have a look at what you can do and um one of the things is to say you know don't don't listen to 
the fear mongering. If, if something makes you fearful, just step back and say, okay, that's what they're telling me. I'm going to have a look at that and see if that's correct. You know, so yeah, do your own research. If we, we want to, not everyone wants to. <laughs> and when you have this whole, you know, fear mongering thing happening and, and you're looking at it that way and you're so immersed in it and you, um, you, you're coming from that state of fear, you're more likely to get into arguments with everyone around you because you're so fearful and you feel like you want to protect everyone around you and it's coming from a good place, but it's not the best um, expenditure of that energy that you could possibly have. So so like even thinking about ways to redirect that energy into something more useful, like protecting your peace, like not entering into an argument like that, like presenting um, ways in which you can um, you can take steps to to improve your life, you can make your environment better so that you're not as susceptible to getting ill, you can um, make sure that you're taking that kind of downtime and rest and self-care and grounding and getting back into nature, just all of these different things that you can do that will exponentially even improve your mindset so that you're able to deal with this and you're able to take a step back when you're presented with a situation like that where someone else is trying to argue with you. And then you're able to say, okay, you know, I don't want to engage with this. I don't want to jump on the dog pile. <laughs> I don't want to be part of this contentious energy. I just want to back up away from it and say, okay, you know, um, that's that's great that everyone is doing this and, and that's fine. And it's it's not for me to correct, but it's also not for me to engage in because I, you know, I'm I'm changing my entire energy structure by engaging with that. And, you know, instead of telling people, then to lead by example by extricating yourself and putting your energy somewhere else. And if people ask, then you tell them. But, you know, not to, like, have to slam them over the head with it or anything like mm. that to get them to do what you're doing because you feel like it's the only way. And, and we, get, we, we all get caught up in that. You know, we all feel like, okay, I figured this out. I know that this is the way to do things. You know, and we want to impart that because we feel like, you know, like it's beneficial or interesting or, you know, in, in whatever way we're um, we're engaging with that information. But it's not always the best thing for everyone involved. So we have to, you know, be cognizant of that and and discerning about even where we're placing our energy when it comes to those kinds of conversations. And when you're when you're on social a lot, which most of us are you are being pit against people who have, you know, based on the algorithms, um, differing opinions from yours in order to create that kind of engagement. So it's, it's the algorithm is trying to create an argument because it means there's more back and forth. There's more eyeballs staying on the page. And that's what they want. They want your attention there because their advertisers are down the side. So they, they want you to stay put and you're more engaged if you're arguing. So they're trying to stoke arguments. And, and this is changing your physiology based on the arguments that you're having. So, you know, even taking a step back from that and doing a, a social detox, if you find yourself engaging with that, is huge. You're, you're going to, you know, notice so much that's different about the way that you interact with the world if you just take a step back and, and realize that and put some distance in between there. So, you know, in, in your, in your life, you know, you're, because you're talking, you're speaking, you're, you're, you're getting the book out there, you're getting all the information out there, you're, you're inundated with this constantly too. What are some of the ways that, that you keep from having that energy affect you and come back on you? 
yes, that's a that's a process as well. But just to add to what you were saying just before about you know when you're um, you know changing your diet and changing your environment, if you're still in this fear mode or you're still in this fight mode, you may not be you may not be as healthy as you think you you ought to be because of what everything else you're doing so the mindset is is just so so important um which leads me to where you've just the question you've just asked which is um i i have learned over the three and a half years I, i've never been an argumentative person anyway um i have learned to change the way i interact uh with people i don't tend to dive into arguments i mean there are um people i know that that have um that, that go onto spaces like twitter or whatever in order to directly challenge people uh it's not where i put my energy just um it's just my choice that's not what i do i i have engaged in certain instances with um people who say you know various things so I um I, the yes the tactic I've I've learned is that when they say oh yes but there are you know these pathogens um I just go back and say can you provide the evidence please um ask them a question instead of trying to argue you know oh well it's this 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 and just say provide the evidence please there's so much less uh, energy expended in that and there's so much less of it's a very, very different feel, you know, the, the somatic feel in saying, please provide me with the evidence then, no, but you're wrong. You, you know, there's a, you know, you definitely feel that difference. And um, it's definitely healthier for me to put out a, well, please provide the evidence. And they say, oh, you know, it's so-and-so said this, you know, well, please provide the evidence, what, whatever it is, you know. Um, so I, I don't I, I don't engage in those battles. I, you know, I don't I don't dive into the battleground, but it's it, that's never been my my way of operating anyway. Um, and although, the you know, the way I interact with people has definitely changed over the last three years. Um, I I just, you know, if, if you've got somebody, you know, who's just stubborn, I just say, I, I just leave the conversation, you know, it kind of, you recognise when, when you're not going to get anywhere. So it's um, sharing information or, you know, or they say something, you know, if, if there's a particular link to some information that, that's got that quite key point that they're um, trying to raise, uh, I'll share a link. Um and and again just sort of walk away so like here's a data dump and you know the chances are they probably won't look at it it doesn't matter it's it's not engaging my energy it's not um it's not draining me as as you say that that sort of energy because that can it can actually be very tiring just you know keep going into battle day after day and it doesn't help because you're not um i, I well I, I personally don't think that's that's the way to do it, um, and it's it doesn't achieve anything. I, I don't think so. And you know, like you say, it's it's not helpful for me. You know, it's it's a it's a way of you know disrupting my nervous system and and creating all kinds of stress on me, which isn't helpful. Um, 
And in some ways, we, because again, we've been indoctrinated, oh, you can't be selfish, you know, you're not supposed to look after yourself, have to look after others. Uh, unfortunately, that's totally wrong in, in many, many ways, because if you're not up to it, if you're not healthy, how can you look after anyone anyway? So you have to start looking after yourself first. And that's not just, it isn't selfish. Uh, it's from understanding if you're strong and healthy, you can help other people. Um, but it's a question also of, you know, not trying to be, um, you know, martyrs to go out and I've got to save the world. Everyone's got to know what I know. Uh, that that was the, the the thing at the beginning. It's like, oh, I've got to tell everyone. Um, no, no, that's that that doesn't that doesn't work. You know, uh, again, it's a different kind of battlefield, and uh, you don't want to be on the battlefield. And that's the other point, of course. The, the the we're told that the body is a battleground. You know that it, there's this internal war going on between all these different parts that are fighting each other um and if you believe that then you will end up having parts that are fighting each other within you and also in your external environment and and that's just not a key to health so you want to be finding out why you're having these battles and and to you know go deep in and do the shadow work and trying to resolve these resolve these shadows it's it's an ongoing journey it's an interesting one, and it's also understanding, you know, how you're manifesting um, those kinds of inner battles in your sort of external environment. So, um, and I've generally found that the the more the calmer I am in the ways that I interact, I'm finding different messages appearing on on my feed in different places so i'm thinking well okay you know this is this is interesting um you know again this is sort of the feedback system but it's um yeah it's just finding as i say finding ways to share information and and i'm continuing continuing to learn you know continually learning um and so when i find more information that's useful i i try and put it together you know in an, in articles you know through the substack um sharing the information which helps people learn more to put their pieces of the puzzle together so that they can feel more confident about what they're doing in their lives it's um so that's uh yeah i mean it, it's it's a journey i mean there's so many aspects of of health well of life as well but in you know how the body actually works that we're finding is not how we've been told and there's so many different ways of, and say well okay well here's here's a new thing to look into i mean you know one of the things like for example uh, looking at whether there's actually a blood brain barrier you know does that actually exist um well we're told it does um what does that actually mean so you know it's 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 that kind of thing to um to say okay well that sounds interesting i'll have a look at it and it's really to get that curiosity the questioning to get that questioning back again like you said to learn to relearn to question not you know not like everything everything you know like a small child but you know small children we we can learn from them you know because they you know they like why why um, and yeah, that's a good question. And we don't always know the answers. And, you know, say, okay, that's a good question. Let's have a look.
let's see what we can find. Um, so again, the, the schooling system stops us from asking those questions, you know, because it's all about giving the right answers. So we don't ask the questions, which is why also um, it's disempowering to always be on, on the answering side of things. So it's, you know, when somebody says, I ask the questions, you go, ah, because they're just being authoritarian. Um, so it's for us to say, no, well, we we have the right and the authority to ask the questions. And that actually is where the empowerment comes, because when you think, oh, actually, I can ask questions. In fact, you know, I, I mean, you might not have a question, but, you know, in a scenario where you think, actually, that doesn't, like you said, saying, you know, that doesn't make sense. Um, what does that mean? You know, can you explain that, please? There's nothing wrong with not knowing something. That That's, that's of course, the other aspect, isn't it? That, you know, where there's something wrong with us if we don't know something, you know, then we're thought of as being stupid. You go, no, I just don't happen to have looked into that. That's interesting. I'll look into it, you know. Um, so just staying curious, staying open-minded and um, interesting, interested. To hear part two of this interview, please subscribe at starfirecodes.com.